Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person. And that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks. And at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known, as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs, mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true. Just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from. And I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Hello, beloved. This is Sophia Wise One and we are together on Vagina Talks. So I am still in full-blown transition here. I'm actually staring at a pile of the majority of my clothing that needs to be sorted and repacked as the weather transitions, and I'm not going to take my whole wardrobe with me. So totally strewn about, and a lot is happening. A lot is happening for all of us right now. I keep saying that, and I don't mean to belabor the point to go over it over and over again. And yet I mean to go over it over and over again because it is incredibly sane making when we recognize that the intensity that we're in is not personal, even though the experience, our intense and personal experiences are is is personal, right? Like how I'm experiencing my personal intensity is totally mine and that's that's not anyone else's. It's not the way that you're experiencing it. And yet there's a way in which having the context and the understanding that 
A, you're not alone. Like, you're just not alone. I'm not alone. Nobody's alone. We're not doing this alone. Uh, And yet our experience is unique to us, right? The shared experience is shared and yet our how we interpret it or, or the specific sensations that we have, that's, that's, that's ours. So I am just going to keep talking about that because it feels really, really important. A friend of mine just posted the other day uh, and said, you know, this is what we're doing now, right? Like we're just doing, we're all just doing the thing, right? We're just doing it because what else are we doing? You know, the day after Trump got elected, I was grieving um, and not surprised and grieving. And I was, the thing that came out of my mouth over and over again was like, we are about to get some incredible art. We are going to get some incredible, incredible art. And the great awakening that has been happening, that didn't start then, that's been in process, all of these things, we're in it. We're making art. We're transitioning. We're changing. We're shifting um, and a lot of that transitioning and shifting that I'm seeing and I'm feeling in my own self, I'm noticing as I talk today, I can feel this like emotionality that can just, I can hear my, my emotions just like right there at the edge. I don't think I realized I practiced this morning and I, and as I sat to record this show, I'm just having a moment of self, self-reflection and awareness of just being like, wow, okay, yeah, like I am, oh, yeah, I'm just feeling a lot. I'm really, really feeling a lot. Oh, so slow down, right? I'm in like full blown spring here, and a lot of us on the northern hemisphere are, and it's fast. Fast, fast, fast. And I think there's a planetary fast that's happening right now. It doesn't necessarily, it's reflected and amplified in this springtime of buds and flowering and uh, this like nature having sex with itself everywhere, this like amplified, amplified energy. And as I slow down and drop back into that place that I, I still, that emotional place that feels so important to me right now is this question of what else are we doing here except showing up, showing up to our life and showing up to our hearts and showing up to our wombs, our womb energy, our creative, our generative space, like the place in which we create. What else are we doing? It's so clear to me it's so clear to me. I was with a client yesterday and one of the things that came in so strong is the depth of the reality of the dominant like colonized culture. This like patriarchal warring 10,000 years culture is a homicidal suicidal culture killing itself killing each other faster than it can keep track. That that's like what we're in, that we're just, it's, or it's what's around is I think this is the shift. This is the emotional part. And that the parts that we have, the parts that I have, the part that my client has, the part that we've 
been trained to normalize, to find a way to normalize and to be part of and to take part in this shared culture that is really hurting itself and each other. And the deep and profound courage that it takes for all of us to say, I will not. I'm not going to fit in. And this recognition of the point, the point is to not fit in to a homicidal, suicidal trajectory. The point is to become present and to walk forward in your truth and my truth. And my truth is a life-giving fear and death and composting embracing. Embracing. Not manipulating, not using fear, not hijacking emotionality or fear to control things, but to recognize that life requires death and compost. There's no fighting death. When we fight death, we are we are creating stagnation. And I mean this both in the like egoic identity death as well as the physical death, that this obsession with not letting the body go as well as this obsession with thinking that aging is a problem. And like I'm actually pretty – I'm like pretty sci-fi-y, like future sci-fi utopia angle for me. So um, there are elements in terms of uh, longevity, technology, things like that that I'm not necessarily opposed to because I think there's – again, there's a truth to our um, – limitlessness or infinite self. And so if that gets manifested in the physical form or the attachment to having a life being a certain amount of time, that's not actually really important to me. It's it's this notion of what what are we focused towards, right? To like kind of bring it in and focus this notion of and I'm like shifting in my body, right? So it's like I see this um I see it for me right where I sit right now. I see this to this left, to that that which I'm leaving behind, I'm walking away from or that I've left. Whew. That's so real for me. Oh, the life that I've left. Now I can see why this part of me like did not want to record a show today. I'm like, oh, hi. So I'm totally going to show up. Uh, right? What else are we doing here? Okay. So the life, this life, this notion of being or doing from this mode of fitting in or survival or control power dynamics, like it's an abuse abuser, it's a colonized, it's a controlling, it's a, it's a production producer obsessed, it's sick, this like and, and blessings on it because it brought us here. Like for me, that's like so real. Like this life and this carnation and this journey and this playscape that is earth at this time. Like just because it's holy and sacred as it was doesn't mean I need to stay there. Just because it's holy and sacred as it was doesn't mean I have to stay there. Just because it's holy and sacred as it was or as it is in your life, it doesn't mean you have to stay there. We can't 
stay there. We can't stay anywhere. That that locking down, that resistance to breath, that resistance to movement, that resistance to composting and creating soil is a commitment to lack of new life. So the holy and sacredness that has been this shit show of um, hunting our medicine people, annihilating indigenous um, cultures, uh, persecuting spiritual and mysticism and mystics, uh, wisdom and understanding. You know, science is catching up to the things that that mystics have been telling us for a long time, right? Like that's what's happening. I always that's what I say to people when people are like the science, spiritual or science kind of science, science spiritual conversation. I always say to people, I'm like, have a little faith. Science will catch up. It's doing a great job of catching up to these like deeper, deeper, deeper things that we can find across across cultures and all over all over the place, these consistencies of like, there's a light lattice that makes everything. There's a matrix. There's a million words for it. There's this fractal birthing fractal. There's this thing that's happening all the time. It's movement. It's alive. It's a million colors. It's vibration. It's sound. It's wave. So all the forgetting is a really great way for us to remember more holy. And so this great cultural forgetting is this invitation for this great cultural remembering. And I think that's really what's happening in my heart today is I feel the truth of that remembering. I feel the sharedness of that remembering. And the intensity that I referred to that we're in together is not just the grief. It's not just the um, feelings of insanity or feelings of self-hate or feelings of... um, What's yeah? It's my my own voices this week have been really trying to take me down as I do these like major growth growths and and so hearing that voice of like who are you? Who do you think you are? And I hate you are some of the things that come up for me. These little voices come up, and it's just my practice to just hear them and say like I okay like you're I feel I hear that you're scared. I hear that. You want me to stop and um, hear you, and I'm going to keep going, and I love you, self, <laughs> like this voice that comes up. That felt important to share. I got a little bit lost in what I was, where I was going with this, but oh, the intensity that we're sharing. So that intensity we're sharing, this the, we're sharing that sense of just like, just just the, right. It's like this, it's like speechless, right? It's like that it's, if we were to, if I were to like uncover and I just did a little bit of it, if we were to just kind of lift up underneath and show the underbelly of what we have been navigating, a lot of us would expose some pretty nasty, painful stuff and beautiful stuff that we've been carrying around in there. And that's what we're doing. We're exposing that. We're letting that heal. We're letting that change. We're letting that shift. And uh, we're in that. That's a shared space. The other thing that is a shared space right now is this courage and this insight and this resilience and this turning point, this 
I think I've talked about it in a couple of the past episodes, this like sacred or holy impatience, this way in which my willingness to be okay and just go along with things, this ability to just think that I had time, um, this impatience just uh, moved in where there was once patience. I'm going to talk about that for a second because there's something about that. It's like this holy impatience that's an impatience for outside as well as an impatience for inside. And it's met with, it's replaced with a patience with myself to actually arrive and do something different as opposed to a patience with things, wishing things would be different wishing things would be different, right? I have patience, wishing, hoping, watching, waiting, losing my voice, a patience with losing my voice. I, that's like right there, right there. I had a patience with losing my voice. And that patience with losing my voice was met with an impatience for losing my voice and a patience for the reclamation of my voice. And so it's this Again, it's this turning. It's this evolution. It's like I press into my feet. I bend my knees. I press into my pelvic floor. I like get into a little bit of this like squat pose. And I'm literally right now as I'm doing this with you, I'm just here. It's just like, it's like this rooting in. It's this arriving. And that's that holy patience of like, I'm here. A patience that requires fortitude. It's so far from passive. This patience is, it's kind and it's fierce and it's unrelenting. And it's, it's a willingness to really arrive in my life. I've been talking about this a lot recently. I've been thinking about this a lot recently, which is the more I'm here, the more all of me is here, this great gathering, the more I'm here, the more of me that's here, the more compelled I am to do and be what I came here to be and do. Right? It's like pretty obvious once it's like, say it, it's like the more present I am, the more compelled I am to do what I came here to do on the planet. It is very hard to be compelled to do what I'm here to do if I'm not here. And the amount of trauma, and I remember being with uh, medicine women a decade ago, women's herbal conferences and and things like that, and sitting in circles with with teachers and and wise ones, and them saying, "Let's not be confused. Everybody's traumatized. Like we've there's just so much trauma happening here, and there's a collective trauma. And 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 what happens in that trauma is our 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 self, our soul, our presence, our like whole being." takes cover because trauma is painful and our our soul is wise and our soul will keep us safe. And so if it's not safe to be in and present and expanded, there's a number of things that we do. We'll disperse our energy and just send it forth. We'll leave our body. We'll dissociate that way. We'll just scatter ourselves. And then we do that. We manifest that. We uh, um we are like like uh, scatterbrained, airheads, uh, overwhelmed, overplan, overcommit, over, 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 overexert, overexert, overexert. Do everything are all over the place. That's one way that we do it. 
Another way that we do it is we send that being, that presence deep, 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 deep. Because you can go in any you go in any direction and you hit infinite space, right? So you can escape by going out, and you can escape by going in and tapping that infinite space. So we so we shove ourselves down, we bury ourselves, and and the way that we bury ourselves, we do that with our email inboxes, we do that with our unchecked voicemails, we do that with our uh, text messages, we do that with our uh, our belongings the like clutter of our of our of our home or in our car or our briefcase or our desk wherever we bury ourselves it's what we're doing we're burying ourselves and it's like my heart feels like kindness is the proper response not shame and yet that's where a lot of us go of just being like oh i know it's a problem no it's not a problem it's a guardian it's not a problem, it's a guardian. And if you're going to try to take that guardian away, you better be prepared to do things differently or else you're just going to be exposed because that world that we're walking away from is still there. And so if we just blindly go forward and don't have presence and don't have skills and haven't replaced that guardian with a different guardian, we're just signing up to get hurt again. Don't do that. Don't do that on my account. Please, you know please. You know, that process of exposure requires us to do something different. And this is where it's like, this is this powerful place, which is like, we can step away from that world when we're committed to walking forward and creating a new one. Creating a new one. And that's not like, I mean, it is kind of like a one-two step, but it's not really a one-two step. It's this continuous, it's this evolutionary, spiraling, circular, patience requiring process in which the more I arrive in myself, the more I create the cosmos, the earth, the relationship with the earth, the culture that I want to exist in. I literally create that the more I'm here. And so every bit of myself that I gather from the deep depths of myself or that I gather from the stretches of the cosmos or that I pull in from four feet away from my body Every wave of that is also this wave through my being that begins to step forward into this next phase, this next experience, this birthing. And that when we try to birth where we're going without being here, first of all, it's frustrating. (laughs) Second of all, it doesn't usually work very well, which means it's really frustrating. And (sighs) <sighs> and it's really a perpetuation of that same same notion of just do what you're supposed to do. Like be nice, be spiritual, meditate every day, do the thing. Like these are the things you're supposed to do. Just do the things because you're supposed to is another, that supposed to is another wounding, right? And yet there is this, right? It's like, oh, and this patience. I have a poem I want to share with you guys at the end of this. We're in the middle of it. I don't know. Actually, let's just hear it now and then I'll jump back in and we can keep going. I recorded this poem as it came to me in the dark in the middle of the night a couple weeks ago and um, it feels important to share now. So here is Spider Woman Weaves. Awake. 
My light lattice is working. Spider woman weaving ferociously. There is no sleep to be found here. Working, working, weaving, working, working. The very constructs of reality being reshaped. Zion being pulled back from all the places I left myself and being tucked into their rightful home. Tucked behind my left breast upon the rib tucked along the edge of my ischial tuberosities, tucked in the synovial fluid of my joints, tucked at the base of my tongue, my cervix, behind my eyes, I am being ushered through time and space, and woven into this place. I become a sanctuary for my soul with every bit that returns to me. I learn more about how to be this sanctuary, how to create a life that is a sanctuary for my remembered sacredness. How do I cast and weave a life in which my soul wants to stay? Is able to stay and be well. I learned through trusted teachers until the most trusted teacher, my own soul, comes back to show me. Of course, she was always showing me, leaving clues at a distance, signs, messages, letting me know where to walk, what to hear when to stop so that I could repair like a cracked vessel so that I could be solid and her fluid could remain instead of passing through like a weak grip uncommitted now so much of this vessel, so tender and secure, the summoning, the summoning, 
the summoning reaches past, through, deeper, and now, awake, in the night as hours pass. I'm here as I return to myself. And spider woman weaves, weaves, weaves her into home. There's this patience of, you know, trusting the teachers that come along that are more present, more embodied, more creating, trusting them and and doing what they recommend because because it's trustworthy until you are connected enough that you just know. And that's the really important part for me is, is, you know, it's not about, it's just not, it's just, again, I'm bending my knees, squatting. It's just not, it's just so, it's just not about doing other people's anything. It just can't be that about that anymore because just the very essence of that is holding and perpetuating that notion of my life force being of something or for someone else. And that just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Why would my life force that is coursing through me be for something else? No, no, it's for the life force. And when I'm with it, and it's like, I can hear, I can hear the like, I can hear the like uh, Judeo-Christian upbringing for me being like, oh, but you're supposed to like, you know, like, yes, but I can hear the, the, the woman culture dictating of like, oh, but like your life is supposed to be for other people. It's like, no, it's really not. My life force beats my heart and breathes my lungs. And then from that place, the creative spirit compels me to do and to be. And what I can say is that what I've seen over and over again is that when people are connected to that, our very nature is to be co-creative and be in relationship and be life-generating and to care for others. That that is, we don't have to force ourselves to care about other people. We just do. We're built that way, most of us. And I think the few that aren't, bless them. They don't need to care about other people. And then there's those of us, and I know at least like you listening, at least one of you listening, I know somebody I'm talking to you right now, you care so much about people, you can't even care about people. It's like, I can't care. I just like, I just, I can't, I just can't because I care so much. And so then the question is, who loses in that moment? Like everybody, right? So the question becomes, how do I arrive here enough to really be here? It's the only question. I feel like I just I was on a walk the other day and, uh, and I was like, you know, pretty soon I'm only going to say five sentences, no matter what is happening. They're just going to be the same five sentences. And uh, yeah, that's how I feel right now. Just like it's the same thing. Though I will say that this happens though in these, in these phases um, you know, but this question of like, like, how do we get here? Like to be here, to be here. What else are we doing to be here? That's the whole deal. It's the whole deal. If we want to make the impact, if we want to make the change, you know, it was again yesterday, this, just this, this piece of the threshold, like this moment, the threshold between what was and where we're going is the only place that we can make the decision about whether or not we get there. That's the only place we can make that decision. 
We can't make that decision back there and we can't make it out there. We can only make it at the threshold. And what came up for me yesterday, the energy of forgiveness. This teaching came to me over the past year that, that forgiveness is the balm. It's the healing vibration for anything that's been holding out, wishing that the past was different. Anything that's saying, I just wish it was different. One of the balms or a balm, when I say forgiveness or when I call forgiveness in that, that lets the past be the past. Let it be what it was. Which brings us into that moment, into this moment. Let this moment be what it is. That's forgiveness. Let existence be as existence was. The wild thing is time, space is super bendy. When we do that, things can actually change. That's just like a a side note that's true. And yet, they only change by this deep arrival in which we allow it and accept it to be the past. It's done. And we let it move out of our body. Forgiveness is is the giving it back to then. Give it back to then and let the space of wishing the past was different, be filled in with the energy and the presence to make a choice to move forward and to live differently. That's what we can do. That's what we can do when we're in the threshold. We can leave what was, take a deep breath of courage, hold our hearts or hold our roots or hold our own hands. I'm a big fan of asking for help. I ask for help. Probably more. Maybe I'll count it one of these days. I don't know. Some days I ask for help uh, over 100 times for sure because sometimes I'm asking for help more than once a minute. You know, there are times in our lives, and maybe some of you are going through this right now, but I don't know. I have a feeling a lot of you have gone gone. I don't know. It's, we're all in it. We're all in these like I can uh, – now I'm like feeling into different – some of you in different places. So so either you've gone through it or you're going through it right now, which is that there are times where it's one breath at a time. People say day by day, like one day at a time. And that's like that's like a thing. That's super real. Tomorrow never comes, <laughs> right? One day at a time. And tomorrow always comes. Tomorrow's always today. That's like the other thing. The other half of tomorrow is it's to, that's funny. It's today. Um, one day at a time. And there are times in our life where it's one hour at a time, and there are moments where it's one minute at a time or one moment at a time, and there are times where it is one breath at a time, and there are times where it is one inhale and one exhale at a time. And so wherever you are, I mean, the truth is it's only ever one inhale, one exhale at a time. Let me count my breaths. It's always one one of my poems. So that's true. And yet there are times where the breath flows, we're in a flow. And there are times where we have to voluntarily show up to the flow. When we breathe in, we let life force in. When we breathe out, we let life force flow. And so there are times where we're letting life force in, we're letting life force flow, where it's just happening. We're in the flow. That's what's happening. And there are times where letting life force in is an excruciating, horrible, terrifying idea. (laughs) 
unconsciously or consciously, and letting it flow is a horrific, horrendous, terrible notion. And so it is one breath at a time that we allow. And that happens when we're deeply grieving or when we're um, when we've gone into some dissociative spaces when we go into lockdown. Um, that can really happen. Uh, when we go into lockdown, that can really happen. When we, when we are uh, confronted with our profound pleasure or our deepest desires or our truest desires, so the desires that are deep and, and hidden, and so sometimes when those come out, they reveal all of these different pieces and and there's this trueness and there's these stories and there's ideas, these like deep desires. And then there's this 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 true desire, this essence. Sometimes when that comes to us, we often will find ourselves holding our breath because talk about something that will change your life. A few years ago, I was teaching a course on the, on whatever, who knows what I called it. I just did what I did while I did it. But I think it was a wild femme class I was teaching on the pelvic bowl and, and notions of cultivating our intuition and trusting ourselves. And what came to me during that, I was writing, I was preparing for one of the classes and was writing about desire. And what came to me was knowing our desires means becoming conscious of that which we are creating. Knowing our desires means becoming conscious of that which we are creating. This comes from the principle that we are perpetually creating our reality and that we do that from our root. We don't do that from our head. We don't think things into reality. We, we birth them. We resonate them. We come them in. And it's like, again, not really to segment our brain from our root, like it's our whole being. And yet this, like, this root space, this creative space, that that's where we create it. And that the other thing that people say that maybe a – it's a kind of similar thing is that we're always trying to get our needs met. This is a nonviolent communication principle, which is that everybody's always just trying to get their needs met. And that if we don't know what our needs met, then um, we don't know what our needs are, then what we're doing and how we're doing them is they're, they're, they're often um, – like we have to trick ourselves. We have to trick ourselves into getting our needs met. We're, and that's part, again, this is that trauma wound. Like we can't just say what we want. We can't say what we need. We have to like manipulate and cajole and trick ourselves or whatever or deny that we need it and then, and then, and then we're stealing. So uh, this principle of stealing time is something, stealing time from ourselves, stealing money from ourselves. Oh, I don't have money for that. And then when something comes along that's really important, you like spend the money. And then it's like, well, but you said you didn't have the – and it's this, it's this, it's like, but it's this, it's this way of just kind of keeping everything in the gray zone and, and, and not letting it be clear because there's this there, there, because there is this wound that is so painful that says we can't just know what we want and just know what we need and just ask for it, that it's all whatever fill in the blanks. Well, here's the shift, right? This is what we're doing now. We're arriving. We're saying what we need. We're saying what we want. We're listening to what other people need and believing them. What? Radical. Why is that radical? Because we have been sick and wounded. That's why that's radical. We are hearing our own needs and each other's needs and believing them, recognizing them as valid and important, getting interested in how they can be met, 
interested, curious, open-handed, spacious, patient. Come back into this patience, right? Patience about how they can be met. I believe everybody's need is important. I also believe in an infinite, limitless possibility. So if the question is if, the answer is yes. So I can be patient and curious and listen and say, I wonder what that is. I wonder what that is. I wonder, I wonder how that's going to come to be. That changes everything. Changes everything, how we relate, how we think, what we know about who we are. It just changes everything. <sighs> I think that's where we are today. I think that's the, that's the journey we're going to take today. And there's one more, one more piece. Oh, yeah. You know, I wanted to get back to, I thought about this. I wanted to get back to, even when I do solo shows, connecting back and closing with that, what is that healed? What is that new earth? What is that healed place? Where are we going? Where are we going? And today, again, that feeling, those, I'm like feeling those feelings, feeling this, I've been feeling this like heaviness and this little bit of tension in my womb these past few days. I just finished bleeding a few days ago and yet I've still had this like, feeling. So, um, that world where that world that we're living in, you know, I said it and I'm going to say it again. And that's, that's what it is. You know, what is Sophia paint a picture? We live in a world where knowing and discovering and revealing our desires, our truest desires, and knowing our needs is spaciously supported, deeply respected, and held as profoundly important and informative to the individuals and to the shared culture. And we live in a world in which the needs of others are equal to the needs of ourself. We live in a world because we understand there is a reflection and a shared truth that which someone else truly needs or truly desires is also mine for it to be met for them is this shared experience of, yes, of course it is equally important. Where those needs and desires are met with generosity, curiosity, I said this spaciousness, I'm really feeling that right now for me, this spaciousness, what is that? It's this You know what it is? The spaciousness around our needs and desires to me are about a shared understanding of us living and being alive and things changing. And so in the acknowledgement and in the embracing and in the walking of my needs and desires, we oh, here it's it's like happening right now. This place, this 
world in which we live is one in which we know and trust that our needs and desires, our needs are being met and our desires are that which is being created. There's no question in them. They are merely an acknowledgement and a statement of what is coming. A need, a voiced need is a voiced experience that is about to be held and satisfied. And a voiced desire is a calling out of that which is about to be created. And that we walk in a way in which we respect that in each other. We expect that in ourselves. We respect that in the planet in our ancestors, in the earth, in the trees, in the flowers, in the fruit, in the stones, in the minerals, in the water. Where the water's needs. is simply that which she is about to have. And the water's desire is that which she is about to create. Toa toa ya. It it is it is it is I. It is is It is it is I am grateful. Thank you for spending this time with me today. It's been total, absolute medicine for me. And I, as always, would love to hear from you and in whatever capacity you feel inspired to reach out. If you're interested, it's time, my desire, my desire to to create a space where we can dive deeper and do some healing together over, over a couple months' time. I will it's, come check out my website, Soul Unification Virtual Healing Course is um, open and ready to receive you. And that's going to start in the beginning of May. It's a 10-week course in which we will be learning principles, healing together, and sharing. And you're invited to come and be part of that 10-week container of support and prayer and (sighs) voice. That which you need is on its way to you. And that which you desire is about to be created. Love to all, light to all, and peace to all. Sat Nam. Be well, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place.
Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's knees and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Y'all know you need to hear that, though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.